From COK Studios in Jack Spears Swimming Pool, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider how the coronavirus is transforming the nature of the 2020 election. We'll also consider a special interview with Dr. Anthony Fauci as part of our Consider Your Health series. And we'll consider that a nod is as good as a wink to a blind bat. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Carby's, America's new all-carb fast food eatery. Come have pasta with a side of bread and a basket of fries. You know you want to because carbs are amazing and never judge you. Carby's, we have the breads. And the estate of Brent Nussbaum, a bequest that helps keep podcasts that probably should have been done a long time ago alive. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. States are scrambling to replace older poll workers with younger ones. Both of the major political parties will hold their conventions mostly online, and in one big battleground state, the pandemic is shifting the political geography. These are just some of the ways that the 2020 election is being modified due to the coronavirus pandemic. As part of our Consider the Vote coverage, we are looking at the ways in which this year's election will be different than usual. In this installment, we will be looking at poll workers and how they will be changing this year. Dinah sat down with a longtime poll worker who illustrates the shift taking place. Dirk Manfred has been a poll worker in Bethesda, Maryland for 24 years. But this year, with the coronavirus pandemic raging, Manfred, who is 84, decided it's just too risky to work the election in November. It's really quite an experience doing it. Setting up all the equipment, putting signs up, handing out stickers, putting arrows on the floor, handing out stickers, making people read their names and addresses off of a giant smudgy ledger, handing out stickers. The camaraderie of the group that volunteers is marvelous. I'll miss it this year, but it's just too risky. Did I mention the stickers? Instead, his grandson, Chris Manfred is going to take his place at the polls. I'm glad to help out because unlike Donald Trump, I don't want my grandpa or any other really, really, really old poll worker to get sick from the virus. We need to rock the vote. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Chris and his law school friends are working to make sure that there are enough younger people working the polls in November, but that could be a tall order. According to the U.S. Election Assistance Commission, 58% of poll workers in the 2018 general election were over 60, an age that is linked to a higher risk for complications with COVID-19. Chris has been working with me so that he's ready for election day, haven't you, Chris? Sure thing, Grandpa. I've always had the energy to go out and campaign, but this is the nonpartisan, basic democracy-saving stuff, which is people going out and volunteering so that other people can vote. That's so great that you're working together on this. Now, what do you say when someone asks you for help with the computer? I know how computers work, Grandpa. Just say what I taught you, Christopher. <sighs> Just hit it a couple times. It'll work. If it doesn't, then I can give you a paper ballot. And? You'll have to lick my finger for me so I can get the paper ballots apart. That's very good. 
With Dirk's intense training, Chris will be able to make sure that he and his friends make voting as similar to previous elections as possible. Now, what do you say when you give out an I voted sticker? Thank you for doing your civic duty. Excellent, Christopher. Now, don't forget to bring one pen that's running out of ink for everyone to use all day. Oh, I won't, Grandpa. And I can't stress this enough, Christopher. One sticker per person. Even if someone wants one for their kid, you say no. No way. There's no stickers for non-voters. Damn kids running around saying they voted when they're too young. Those stickers mean something. You can't just hand them out like candy. I know. Let's practice your sticker delivery again. You gotta be real slow. So slow that you hold up the whole line. For things to run smoothly on election day, there will need to be more young people to step up and take the mantle from their aged counterparts. For Consider the Vote, I'm Dinah Jones Mallow. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to Consider Your Health. Despite being locked in a germ-free hyperbaric chamber in an undisclosed location since March, our own Alex Truman has been keeping tabs on the coronavirus situation. She's also been in contact with friends, family, and health experts via Zoom from her underground lair. She joins us now. How are you, Alex? Oh, I'm fine, but I must say I'm getting a little bored. I do yearn for a change of scenery. Have you yearned at all during the pandemic, Cotter? I suppose you could say I've yearned a little. <sighs> I find myself yearning a lot these days. I yearned for a time when my worst medical danger was my toe dysplasia, severe nut allergy, asthma, eczema, or my chronic migraines. Oh, it seems as if I will be yearning for a while longer, since a large segment of the population seems to not be taking the virus seriously. Alas, if people would just wear a mask. You sound pretty wistful, Alex. Oh, yes, I am full of whist. Ed Robin. I eat a lot of Robin down here. Well, I heard that you have a very special report for us today. Ooh, that I do. I have actually been doing a lot of great work down here for COK at some top medical journals, and despite being physically cut off from the world, I realized one of my greatest dreams last week. Oh, that's exciting. What was it? Oh, I was able to interview one of my heroes, and I will now present this COK exclusive chat with the one and only Dr. Anthony Fauci. Wow, that is impressive. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. Without further ado, here is that interview. I can't believe that I am actually talking to the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Believe it. Oh, I already took two extra hits for my inhaler because I knew this would make me hyperventilate. It's okay. Just breathe. Ooh, it is such an honor to have you as my guest for Consider Your Health, Dr. Fauci. Please, Alex, call me Anthony. No, 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 no. I don't think I could do that. Okay. 
Dr. Fauci, you recently said that there could be a COVID-19 vaccine by the end of this year or by the start of 2021. That's right. From everything we've seen now in the animal data, as well as the human data, we feel cautiously optimistic that we will have a vaccine by the end of this year as we go into 2021. In contrast to the decades-long search for an HIV vaccine, COVID-19 is more likely to respond to a vaccine. More than 250,000 people have already registered their interest in participating in clinical trials. I urge any Americans who are interested to sign up at coronaviruspreventionnetwork.org so that you can be part of the solution to this terrible scourge. Oh, dud and dud. I signed up ages ago. I've participated in over 200 clinical trials in my life. That's remarkable. Oh, 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 whoa! I cannot believe Dr. Fauci just said that I was remarkable. I uh, didn't say that, but thank you for your help. Anything for the advancement of health sciences. Now, Dr. Fauci, why has it been so hard for Americans to wear masks? Oh, because Donald Trump is a moron who has completely bungled this nation's COVID response. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I usually just say that in my head when I'm asked that question. Uh, forgive me. Uh, 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 there is, as you know, a bit of a pushback on authority, the American spirit of not wanting to be told what to do. So we just have to try and get a crisp, clear message to people that this is an important tool in our armamentarium. We can actually turn things around. Oh, I love your optimism. Thank you, Alex. Oh, I, I'm just so bummed because I wish I could have you sign my Anthony Fauci trading card. <laughs> I don't think they have trading cards for infectious disease experts. No, oh, I made my own as a child. I have over 300. I even have one of your wife, bioethicist Christine Grady. Your card and my Stephen I. Katz rookie card are the most valuable ones in my collection. Well... How about when all this is over, you come to the house for dinner? That would be amazing. Ooh, any tall, dark, and handsome Fauci sons at home who like spunky, immunocompromised ladies? Uh, no, I'm afraid not. Oh, how silly of me. I know you have three adult daughters. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed I do. As long as Trump doesn't kill us all, we'll definitely need to have you over. Just so you can plan the menu, I am allergic to dairy, nuts, stone fruits, gluten, uh, shellfish, eggs, soy, wheat, olives, tomatoes, garbanzo beads, uh, uh, gelatin, uh, aspartame, sesame seeds. That was some interview, Alex. Oh, wasn't it, though? Oh, it was the highlight of my year. I'm really happy for you. That was Consider Your Health with Alex Truman and Dr. Anthony Fauci. Now here's our intern, Ryan, with this week's Big Little Wins. Thanks, Ms. Mallow. Unlike last time, we actually have a couple Big Little Wins. Congrats to Stacy Boone in Albany, who discovered that letting her two kids make and play with slime was a great way to have some time to herself. Thanks to that gooey crap, you were able to pay some bills and drink half a bottle of Merlot. 
Well done on this slimy, big little win! Kudos also to Mike Reynolds in Tucson, who screamed at a woman to go put on a mask in the grocery store he manages, until she went back to her car and put on a mask. Public shaming works. So well done, Mike, on making sure your store was safe from a mouth-breathing idiot. There's no masking the quality of this big little win. Share your wins with us by posting on our Facebook page or sending us a tweet. But you don't have to take my word for it. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit our website, considerourknowledge.com. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do it at Apple Podcasts or at Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Consider Our Know. Stay with us in the next couple weeks. We'll have our special 300th episode spectacular, which will be a two-part episode. So check that out. It'll be really great. We'll be celebrating all the accomplishments of the best-looking news team in public radio over the past seven years. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. And is the and the estate of Brent Nussbaum, a bequest that helps keep podcasts that probably should have been done long. Blah, 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 blah.